Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. Late on the muggy afternoon of June 17, 1905, a heavy 18-car freight train drawn by engines number 41 and 43 of the Western Maryland Railway rumbled onto the siding at Gorsuch a few miles east of Westminster. The Western Maryland was single track here, and the eastbound freight pulled in so that three westbound passenger trains could go by. The crew climbed down and sat on a pile of ties, wondering when they'd get to Baltimore. Soon, the Union Bridge accommodation rumbled through on schedule. Time dragged on, and then the Blue Mountain Express roared in. A cracked passenger train on its first run of the season, it was taking heat-weary Baltimoreans to relief at Maryland's mountain resorts. While the freight crew resumed its wait, flagman George T. Lynch picked up a bucket and walked down to a nearby stream for some cold water. The third train, the number five, also called the Thermont Express, had left Baltimore's Hillen Station at 5 o'clock right on schedule and was chugging west at 30 miles an hour. At Mount Hope, it stopped to pick up 35 floaters, railroad men who on any given day went wherever they were needed. This day, they'd been repairing a wreck northwest of Baltimore. With no room in the passenger cars, most of the men found a place inside the baggage car, directly behind the tender. The rest sat on the bumpers at either end of that car, taking in the smoke and fumes along with the breeze for the trip home to Thermont and Catoctin Furnace. Back at Gorsuch, George Lynch climbed up the stream bank to find both locomotives were getting up steam, and one of the engineers was shouting at him to jump aboard if he was going. Lynch swung up by a handrail as the freight pulled out. Where, he wondered, was the number five to Thermont? Where are you fellows going to pass the number five, he asked, to which somebody replied, at Lawndale. He looked at his watch. If the number five was on schedule, it was already between them and Lawndale. Check your watch, he shouted. The crewman just waved him off. Lynch thought about pulling the air brakes and stopping the train himself, but the five other crewmen all knew the schedule. Maybe his own watch was wrong. The freight rumbled east past the station at Patapsco in Carroll County, where it startled young Eric Capel, who'd been expecting a passenger train headed the other way. Then it vanished down the track. At five minutes to six, the ground shook. I never heard such an awful noise like that, Capel said later. Both trains were traveling at 30 miles an hour. As the number five approached a bridge near the little village of Ransom, its engineer saw the freight bearing down on him and frantically applied his brakes, but it was too late. Just west of the bridge, they collided head-on. The freight's lead engine reared up and fell sideways onto the track, slowing the second engine but crushing it against the oncoming cars, many heavily loaded with coal. The number five also recoiled, killing its crew and driving it back into the baggage car, where the floaters never knew what hit them. Passengers in the following cars were jolted but not seriously injured. At the rear of the freight train, George Lynch felt only a jar and then a succession of bumps and wasn't thrown off his feet. Word spread quickly and people ran to the scene. Broken lines filled the air with clouds of steam. Barrels of lard had burst and spilled their contents, forcing rescuers to wade in it up to their knees to find the injured and the dying. The wreck began to burn. The next night, Sunday, a little past midnight, the first train carrying the earthly remains of 26 railroad men pulled into Thurmond Station. Among those waiting for their loved ones were 13 new widows and 38 now fatherless children, over whose lives a dark cloud had just fallen. Like other railroads, the Western Maryland provided no relief for workmen's families. On Monday, businesses closed their doors as the first of 17 funerals darkened the streets of Thurmont on its way to the cemetery. In the distance, the bereaved heard a familiar rumble and steam whistles. The tracks had been cleared. 
the trains were again running on schedule. 